Hello, it's another episode of Finding My Fit at 40. Welcome back for another episode. We've got a fun one today. We're going to talk about some uh, things that we've been asked about lately and that have kind of been on our minds about going to the gym. Gym shenanigans. Gym shenanigans. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've got my fabulous friends with me. Hi, guys. How are you? Hello. Hi. How are you, Mike? (laughs) I'm wonderful. Thank you for asking. Yeah, you're wearing a collared shirt today with sleeves. It's a little strange. Is it because you're going golfing after? It is because I'm going golfing after. As soon as he walked in, I was like, that has to be why. I don't think I've ever seen you with a shirt that has more than... Uh, that has sleeves at all. Like, right. it's short yeah. sleeves. Like, it's not a long... He's not Should going in a long sleeve. Should you just take your shirt sleeve, off for the podcast? It'll make Victor feel more comfortable. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. That's, uh, that's what I heard. Huh. That's what you heard? Uh, the, apparently, female golfers get the sleeveless attire in golfing, so... Ha-ha! They wouldn't let me buy a women's either. <laughs> so. like, I would like yeah, a woman's a... XXXL, please. <laughs> That's not allowed. That's not allowed. Well, that feels like a victory for us. It's so strange. One small victory for us. We'll take it. (laughs) Is that really a victory that they want the women to wear less clothing on them? Oh, it's a victory for me personally because I also don't really like to wear sleeves. Yeah, you don't have sleeves on either. Yeah, Yeah, but... um, I feel like we just we have to take our wins where we can get them because <laughs> yeah. we just have right. a lot of them. Fair, so. okay. I mean, <laughs> if that's a win, then take sage that win, advice. Yeah. Sage <laughs> advice. <laughs> All right. Uh, today we're going to talk about some stuff about the gym. We decided we're going to talk. People have been asking us different questions about like how long we go to the gym, what happens. I have a big question that I wanted to ask because this is something that pertains to me, and I feel weird about it. So you guys can let me know whether I'm strange or whether this is a common thing. But do you shower right after you're done with a workout? I feel like I can't get myself to shower. Like, I have to, like, sit around and be lazy for, like, 15, 20 uh-huh. minutes. So, like, so like even if I get sweaty, I got to let the sweat dry before I can go <laughs> wash it off. It's kind of a strange concept. Is uh, that, like, do you guys shower right after know. workouts? I think everybody has different showering routines, right? Like, I do not shower right after my workouts. Generally, when I'm, like, if I'm doing some exercise where I'm, like, really sweaty, like, if I go rollerblading or something, I'm outside and it's hot and sweaty, then I might shower, like, right when I get back. But I like to wait until I cool off also because I like a hot shower. Yeah, maybe that's why the deal is. Yeah, if I'm, like, hot, I want to get into a hot shower, and I'm certainly not going to take a cold shower because let's be real. So, but wouldn't a cold shower have some of the same benefits of, like, of a cold tub? (laughs) No, not really. It would probably have to be really cold. Thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> Michael would not have the same effects as a cold tub. No, I you mean it, it's... You could get into a cold tub after your workout. You could, for sure. No, that it's it's getting you in the psychological realm of getting into a cold tub, but a cold shower is not going to get generally below that 60-degree mark so where your body starts to vasoconstrict and, and now you're having those... to yeah, fight it. I got you. All right. Yeah, I don't think uh, you're weird, bud. I don't think you're weird. No, no, you're not weird. I don't you're think you're weird, weird at all. I, it just seems strange to me because it's like, 
I wait for the sweat to dry on me and then have to yeah. rinse it. Like it's, it's probably more trouble that yeah, way. Yeah, it's but... probably more of a pain in the butt. Yeah, I do wonder what everybody else is doing out there. Like, yeah, like do, do, they people shower? Shower do people shower in the gym? You know, the gyms that have showers. Oh, Does anybody use those? Yes, yeah, do. so I've done that. Yeah. I've never done that. I have. Yeah. I've never really enjoyed that. <laughs> I've only ever used the gym. I mean, this was years ago when I, you know, the millions of times I've tried to have a gym membership. Right. I would, right. if I had something afterwards, like I was going to go work out right. and then I had to go right from there to somewhere, then I would shower at the gym. Right. Because okay. it's just way quicker then. That makes sense. And I wouldn't necessarily wait because I didn't have time, if I had time. But I've, now that I have time or and with the gym being in the house and stuff, like I find myself wait, like, working out and then just like sitting around for a little bit and then getting in the shower eventually mm-hmm. or even like I'll work out earlier in the day and then I don't shower till like later that night or I do something that a lot. yeah <clears throat> it's weird like I don't know like I feel and then all day in the back of my brain I'm like I feel gross because I worked out today why didn't I shower and then I keep saying to myself why didn't I shower go take a shower and then I just don't I think it's not weird think about it like if you were actually going to a gym right like people who actually go to the gym have to drive all the way home before they can even shower. That's part of what I also don't like about the gym is having to be all sweaty and gross and driving. Yeah. I think that's part of like what I'm like I, I didn't like about having that was part of the yeah, random anxiety I was in my getting. Sweat in the yeah. car for a while. And especially like when I lived in Pennsylvania, there was times that I would try to go to the gym and it was cold out. So I'd be all sweaty and then have to put on like a sweatshirt or a hoodie or a jacket. Oh, I hate that. And then get in the car sweaty and gross. Like, yeah, not a fan. Wow. It was not. I, know, I hadn't actually fun. ever thought about this. I haven't thought this through at all, but it makes me want to like pull, pull the audience. <laughs> I mean, you can. We do have an audience that an can audience. tell us. What yeah. do you guys do? What's your gym routine? Yeah, particularly the people in the cold places, because I imagine in the cold places... They either have to like wait to regulate their temperature and then they put all their layers on and then they go outside. Should they just know. stand outside in the cold and it's like a cold tub? Ooh. Michael? I mean, absolutely. Would that work? Seriously? Like go to the gym and then just kind of chill outside like for a while? Like if it was like 40 if degrees enough, outside, sure. would that work? Yeah. Huh. Fascinate. Missed it. Yeah. Ruin that one. It's not worth it. I'm going to live here in my warmth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll stay in Savannah, Georgia and stay warm. Thanks. Appreciate that. So that was my gym question. Uh, do you guys have any gym questions, or what are the other things that the, the people that, that people struggle with with the gym? Yeah, I think so. What I was thinking about is time frames because I think a lot of times people think that you need to go to the gym and you have to be there for like hours and hours and hours. Yeah, we have touched on that a little bit, but yeah, absolutely. Real elaborate on the fact of yeah. So like, I mean, I guess there's a couple of ways to dice it, and it depends on like how often you're working out. Yeah. You know, and maybe what program you're on and how much progress you're trying to make and how balls to the wall you're trying to be. But I think generally, you know, some people are going to go to the gym three, maybe four times a week. And maybe they're going to be at the gym for like an hour or maybe they're going to go to the gym five to six times a week and they're only going to be in the gym for 30 minutes. So I I just kind of wanted to bring that up because recently I've been kind of messing with my time frames and finding that it's actually easier for me to do a shorter workout more often. Granted, the gym is in my house, so that makes it a little bit easier because I'm not there's no travel time. That's another thing is you got to kind of factor in travel time too. But, um, so I was just kind of like, I don't know. What do you think, Victor? What do you do now that it's in the house? So the last few weeks have been a little more tough. I've been, I've had a lot of personal stuff going on and it's been tougher in general. So I've haven't really had time. Like I was really enjoying through the past year getting into the gym. Mike gave me a full workout and the workouts took about an hour. And how many times were you working out? But twice, Twice a week. Yeah, okay. So yeah. At max, it was three times a week at one point. Um, 
And I was like really going at it. And sometimes they would take, because it was also in my house, I would do other things like laundry or whatever in, in between. And so it would take me like an hour and a half or two mm-hmm. hours sometimes. And I, I, it wasn't a big deal. Like I didn't mind that and it was cool. I have found myself now that I don't have quite that time. time. We're back in season. I'm, pl- I'm gigging a lot more mm-hmm. as well right now. So I will do like a workout. Like, I'll set up and just do the deadlift because I'm like, ah, I've got about 30 minutes or so, or I'm like already exhausted. Let me just knock this out and I'll do a deadlift. And I'm like, I'm, I just don't got anything else in me. I mean, that's I'm okay. Done. You know, you're doing what you can do. Yeah. And then and I, I, what I've been doing, doing a lot. <laughs> so I've been doing the most that I've been doing is, is pull ups. I've been doing a lot of pull ups oh, because I have. The, the, the racks hand, right the there. The handy-dandy pull-up yeah, rack, yeah. The pull-up rack just there. So literally, I could just jump up, boom, knock out some pull-ups. My was maxing out at five pull-ups. I couldn't do. I just did pull-ups yesterday, two days ago. Seven pull-ups. Nice. Pull-ups I or chin-ups? Incru- <clears throat> I like to ask the difference because I think a pull-up is way fucking harder than a chin-up. It is harder. It's way so harder. So <laughs> I don't know the difference. Palms um, facing the wall or palms facing you? Each other. Oh, um, neutral, neutral pull-up. Pull up. I would count that as a pull-up. I so, would yeah. also, too, as well. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, palms facing the... Oh, let's talk about this. I didn't know that there's... I've heard those two different terms, but I, I right. assumed it well, was the, the same for the same up, thing. When your hands are facing you, it's, it's very arm dominant. It's an arm dominant movement, and you can really muscle through it with your biceps. Um, when you're doing a pull-up, you can't really do that, and so it really has to be your back, your lats that are doing a lot of that work. And, and so it's just harder. So the difference. So oh, so if your palms are facing the wall, that's a pull up. Yes. Yeah. And when they're facing you, so we'll, all right. Well then, Mike, explain to me. So you just call it a, what it is? A call, what I do? A neutral, neutral grip. grip yeah. Neutral grip. Yeah. Um, does it matter if they're closer or further out? No. If your palms are facing each other, that's basically a neutral grip. Okay. And so you'll mix in, and sometimes I'll have even programmed different angles for your hands on pushes and, and things like that too because if you're doing a lot of volume on exercises where you're going for a full pronation or a full supination of your hands you're going to the extremes of your range of motion so it's just more comfortable to to alter it a little bit so yeah i've been doing the same ones because that i have that multi-grip uh pull-up bar that's up on top there are you doing it with the middle the middle one with the close hands or the yeah the middle one with the close hands oh, wow. that's even harder too <coughs> what Really? I don't know. Go over there and try to do it with the far part hands and see if it feels any easier. <laughs> I kind of want to do. I, for me, it's, it's like it depends on the it point. depends on the, the like the size of your arms, right? Like eventually, if you put your arms super wide, then it's gonna get really hard. Oh yeah. You know, because then you really got your lat. I think it's just your lats at that point doing the whole work. And what very classifies? Wide. So now I'm now I'm curious because okay, I was real ahead. proud of myself and I'm like, well, should I not be as proud? I mean, no, because I still added but more for the same proud movement. Regardless yeah, regardless of what I you're did, doing, I did add more. Um, but but if you turn your hands and face yourself, I, I guarantee you, you could do more because you'd be really? doing yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because you're able to bring more of your major muscles into the mix. The closer you get your hands, I have hands, to try this more, right now. I know we're alive on, or we're doing the pod fine. right now, but I, I'm the so closer you get now. your hands, the more arm dominant you make it. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see how this plays out. All right, I'm gonna. He looks very as handsome. As of now, he's just he's, walking around as it. he's approaching the pull-up bar. So if facing me is the pull-up. Facing you is the chin right, up. Good call. Uh-huh, Take the glasses the off. We don't want them weighing you down. Yeah, we don't want that. We don't want the extra <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, so how's that feel compared to the other? Crazy. Yeah, see? <laughs> All right, now do nice, your, flip your Victor. hands in the same place and face them towards the wall. 
Well, now you're going to burn out. You're not going to yeah, do any pull-ups. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. I got eight of that. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So now flip your arms in the same place and try to do it the Well, I mean, way. give it a minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let me give, give, give me a second here. Well, yeah, that's a big difference. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. So, so sometimes it's just, I like to point that out because, first of all, it's good to switch your arms around and, like, see the differences in the muscle and everything that you're using. But if you ever, like, you know, you're getting burnt out on pull-ups or super hard, do some chin-ups. What's the benefits of the either or? I guess you or Michael can... Mike, what's the benefit? It's, they, they've done studies on the, the different pull-up variations, and they'll still roughly hit the biceps and, and lats and such um, very, in a very similar fashion. It's the leverage points that really change. So the, the chin-up keeps you a little more tight and in, in, in line. It's harder to really mess that up form-wise. That's hard, right? <laughs> Pull-ups are going to automatically be a little further away from your body, like in, in that same line. So now, like Chrissy said earlier your lats start to take more and more of the work as opposed to being able to pull all of that musculature that's in line there. Um, yeah, so how did that feel, Victor, for you? Wow, I, so I don't know. I, not, I, I mean, I do know. I can't believe I don't experiment. I'm usually one who experiments a lot right. with all this stuff. Right. And I just didn't ever process Well, it's it. cool because you have a really nice multi-grip pull-up bar, so you have a variation of options. Yeah. Yeah. I, for, that, for that pull-up bar, I usually use that angled-in chin-up position for myself. Oh, that, so, yeah. What, so, for those of you that couldn't hear me or, <clears throat> while I was doing that, there's a big difference. I didn't realize the difference. So, I said I maxed out at seven with the neutral grips, like, apparently. Mm-hmm. I just did eight with the chin-ups, yep. with the palms facing me. Easy. Easier, not yeah. easy, but easier. Like, I probably could have got to 10. Yep. But I didn't want to completely burn myself. Like, I'm already a little winded from just yeah, doing Yeah, also, it's also a very exhausting exercise mm-hmm. to me. And, like, yeah. they're hard to get into. The If you're trying to work your, your pull-up game, it's going to be hard to just jump up there, especially if you're a girl, to just do a pull-up. So, like, there's a couple of ways to do assisted pull-ups, which I think is something we should talk about. Um one thing that you can do is is just jump up there to the top of the of the pull up and then do negatives where you like would slowly lower yourself down to try to so work those muscles. You would use a chair or something, something. to get up yep. higher Correct. than the bar, up. so your head's higher than the bar, and then yep. slowly and then let yourself. Slowly it lay could yourself be or down. just in a spot where you can. Yeah, sometimes I use my rack, so like I can like get, get on the, the edge of the side of my rack, and like it gives yeah. me tall enough so that I can reach it. Um, you can also do like some scap pull ups, so that would be like. You're in a pull-up position, and you're at the bottom, and you're just engaging the scap, the scapula over and over to get that beginning position. Because you're kind of what you want to do is work all of the positions, the range, the range of the pull-up, and then you can also do like a, a band to support your feet, and that band will give you a little push. You know, you know what I mean, like a resistance band. Oh, I get what you're saying. There's a few different ways to set it up. You can hook it up to the bar itself and like loop it down and use Under a you foot on it. it or like if you have a good rack set up, off. you could like run it across your rack. So it takes some of the weight off and it just kind of helps you, you know, do that. And you can start with oh. a higher resistance and you lower your resistance as you get closer and closer. And then eventually you can nail your first pull up. I've also so. With the P90X, we used, we did that P90X. Oh, P90X. I know, but the one thing they did do that we learned a lot, because I've had one of those iron gyms hanging in my doorway forever. I don't have it anymore because we, I Is got it like the actual... Is it just a pull-up bar that goes in your door? Or? Yeah, it's okay. just a pull-up bar, essentially. Um, 
but how we were doing pull-ups then is because neither of us could like knock out a mm-hmm. bunch of pull-ups mm-hmm. and then you have to like do them for like a minute i was like yeah yeah that's a p90x bullshit right yeah there. yeah uh-huh. i was like pull yeah let me let me knock out a, a minute's worth of one done okay yeah. good um but they use a stool or a chair or something and put your foot on it and try mm-hmm. to take some of your body weight off, like mm-hmm. assist yourself by pushing yourself up and just give yourself as much resistance as you can basically handle. Mm-hmm. So the, the only thing that I don't like about that now knowing more is I have no frame of reference of how much exactly. I'm taking off. Right. Right. Yeah. So I don't know how I much that's why the resistance bands stuff, is like yeah. a good way to go for people. But if... And you can use you can multiple resistance bands. So it's like, you know, if you don't if you still don't have enough resistance, you can throw another band on there and now it's giving you more resistance. And so it's like that is not like pull-ups are not an easy thing. I mean, no. they definitely come easier to some people than others. I really struggle with them. I have a hard time like engaging my lats in the way that I would like them to engage. Really? I assume <laughs> I mean, you're pretty jacked. I would assume that you could knock yeah, out some Yeah, I don't think pull-ups are easy at all. Can you how many maybe, I'm just out of curiosity. Maybe one or two. If really? I'm wow. having a good day. Yeah, wow. right. Presently, I'm Recently, I've been like really working. I've been going to PT. I go to PT every single week for my. I have a bad shoulder, so this this scapula doesn't quite go the way it should go. And so I've been doing a lot of work on that, and like finally getting there, and finally getting to the point where I feel like I can even engage my left lat correctly. So maybe I will be going on my pull up journey soon. Hopefully, maybe. Okay, that's cool. I. First off, I don't think I knew about your shoulder, but yeah. yeah, I just, I don't know. I just assumed, not that I'm good at pull. I mean, I just knocked out, that that was the most I've ever done right now. What I just did was the most that I've ever done. That's awesome. Time. Yeah. Doing eight with the pull-ups. I didn't realize how much of a difference it was facing me. Honestly, so this is how little I know. So for everybody listening, this is, I, you can have success and not know shit. because i still don't know shit and i've had some success i was doing the closer grip ones because i thought that was easier and i was like because in the program he had i think you you, the program you had given me originally it was it was chin-ups i like chin-ups yeah it was chin-ups i'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure because i remember doing i don't remember actually doing any actual pull-ups yeah so it was all chin-ups but I was like, screw that. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to pull them closer and do these inside <laughs> ones. And here I'm doing harder ones and didn't even realize that, that I was doing so That harder. again shows how much of a mental game it is. You just you made it fun for yourself but harder at the same time. So. But had no idea. And right. now I haven't done the actual pull-ups in months. I've only been doing those neutral grip ones. And I've increased the amount of neutral grip ones. That now this is the first time I did the actual chin ups, switching my arms around. I was like, oh my gosh, I have knocked out so many more of these now. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Mess with your hand positioning with stuff, man. That's yeah. why I didn't. I'm. I know that this is again comes down to the idea of knowing something and then actually doing it and putting it into action and realizing mm-hmm. the difference. Because like I know that that matters, but I didn't realize how significantly that matters. So yeah. Guys, mess around, change things a little bit. Well, apparently, a little bit of a just of a little bit of a change makes a dramatic difference. That's wild. Mm-hmm. I'm like really at. It's just your kind your of biceps right are. I don't want to say they're a strong muscle, but they're a muscle that we use a lot and like we know how to use, and it and it it's easier to engage that muscle and and lift your body than it is to use your back correctly. In my experience. Yeah, that's crazy. All right. Well, going back into the gym, uh, I remember it's been a minute now since I, I didn't go to the gym as often 
like going actually to the gym. But we had talked about in the in pa- past podcasts about things that were kind of a mess. Well, or not a mess, but like waiting etiquette in the mm-hmm. gym, like waiting for machines yeah. and kind of stuff like that. But now that we're we're working out regularly, going back into a gym. How do you like? Let's say I, I I'm no longer using my home gym for okay. some reason, right. and I'm going into a gym. How do I get myself to transition back into going into a regular gym? Michael, is there a, anything like that you would specifically look for, or to specifically try to target, or stay away from, go, g- from having a home set up to going into a gym? Or I guess what are the big differences? Yeah, to- I also want to touch on Mike's workout and how often he works out and how long he works out oh, okay <coughs> well which one because that's first? the extreme so i want to know where he's at <laughs> that's pretty extreme oh yeah just the you different know? levels of what it is uh-huh. yeah yeah we are definitely like three different phases exactly. of being at different yeah. places like yeah. i like i said I'd, I'd knock out a little bit here and there as i can and i've still really noticed the difference like even just doing those pull-ups i feel like eh, i increased them by two and i was like cool and i looked in the mirror i'm like I can tell that my arms are still sh- like I'm changing. Uh-huh. I'm e- I'm recomping, uh-huh. and but actually seeing the recomping yeah. is way different than actually. Yeah, just that's always good too because it. it continues to motivate you to keep doing the things. Yeah, now that I've especially now that I've lost all the weight, like I can see my muscles a little easier. Yeah. So, like, when they start to change a little bit, I'm like, oh, I can actually see that they're changing a little bit. Okay, cool. This looks fun. (laughs) This is cool. So, uh, we'll get back on the gym thing then in a minute. Let's talk about your workout routine. Um, What is currently your workout routine? Because I know at one How many days, Michael? uh, I think I'm on, like, an eight- or nine-day cycle as opposed to just doing a week thing. Okay. You know, there's only seven days in a week, though, right? <coughs> Not in my workout week. <laughs> 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 it's pulling days out of his butt. Um, okay, so how does that work? I pretty much lift every other day. Okay. Um, and then we'll just decide at, at any random point if I need an extra day off beyond that point. So I'm doing that that dual undulating periodization thing I had discussed mm-hmm. previously where the sets, reps, intensity will change from one workout to the next. So I'll have basically you know, two strength days back to back and by back to back, I mean every other day, right. but those workouts will be consecutive, consecutive. And that, that'll cover the full body strength portion. It'll be a little bit of a, you know, it won't be as long of a workout. So I can just focus on the strength gains. The next <clears throat> two workouts in succession beyond that point will be the same body parts, but at a higher volume and lower intensity. I see. So, so you get a handful of days off to really recover from giving your all out for a strength portion, but still potentially so gain strength. So your strength, strength heavy strength workouts are time-wise <laughs> shorter. Yes. Because you're doing less sets, less basically. Less sets, yep. Okay, and then your your volume days obviously take a little bit longer. Because mm-hmm. more sets. Yeah, yep. yeah. Fascinating. So do you do anything mm-hmm. on your day off? Those are generally going to be my conditioning days, yeah. So you do a little bit of conditioning? Yeah. A little of the devil no, that we call cardio? Correct. <laughs> no more than, <clears throat> usually no more than about, excuse me, no more than about 15 to 20 minutes if it's going to be anything intense, and that's going to be for sprints. Other than that, it's just going to be strapping on the, I, I like to walk with the 60-pound weight He does. He looks like a crazy person, but. 
I mean, but he's out there doing it. I like going to, to bed. Well, it's funny because he looks like he's going to battle, child. but he has this like Yorkie that's seven pounds on a leash. You know, <laughs> like what battle are you going to? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say your attack, Yorkie. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I mean, I walk a lot with thirty pound and six fifty pound weights attached to me. Sometimes they move. Yeah. They're mo- mo- <laughs> they, they hold on themselves sometimes. The, the children's. Um, yeah. Okay. So well, I was just curious how that went. That's a little. That's a little bit. Maybe a lot for a lot of people. But I just, you know, give them an idea of what what happens on the extreme level there. Right. And my my workouts generally are going to take seventy to ninety minutes. Okay. Yeah. Every other day. Yeah. Uh, so you you don't really have rest days outside of your days in between your workouts. Not full on rest days, yeah. but I mean, you can still. I'm recovering well enough. Even with the conditioning workouts, but that's also why I just keep those short. Right. Okay. Heard. It's just about making sure you get enough recovery then. Yeah. And yeah. I th- Absolutely. I feel like that also changes for everybody. Like he likes the, you. You enjoy the workout and feel like there's people that are joy more than other. Like, like you feel no, no, <laughs> no, yeah. no. But <laughs> next question. No. Next question. <laughs> but I mean, like you in. I, mean, I know that the working out is is, the, but we all enjoy the what what we get from it. But don't you enjoy what you feel like after you're done more than? Would you say you probably yeah, enjoy no, that, that more I, than the average? I definitely being? get a oh well, probably. Although I, your high from it is probably a little bit more than somebody else's. Maybe or maybe. because I've been doing that for so long. Maybe somebody who just picks it up and is finally getting into it's going to have an even bigger high because they're not used to that at that point. That's yeah. true, yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just curious what makes, like, is it just a discipline thing? What makes people able to get to that point? Like, I I don't know how to phrase what I'm saying. What, what makes people, what helps people stay disciplined? What's the driving factor that, right. Yeah. What, what creates that discipline? What is mm-hmm. it that some people can be really disciplined? Like, I see these people with these, like, but we talk about bodybuilders and all the time. These guys with just even the Instagram fame that are on there showing off their muscle. I'm like, that still takes dedication and work. That's insane to me. And I'm like, I wish I kind of could do that. Just to, I kind of just want to see. But I'm like, I don't even know if I would enjoy that because that then becomes your life. Like, oh, absolutely. What you have to give people, up to become it, that person. It is their life. A, a lot of their life. You know, they dedicate a lot of their time to it. Generally, it's usually part of their job or they're competing or something. You know, there's like a But there's a people that aren't it. that they just love it. There are. And yeah. they're just But there's also it. like people who, you know, like drive motorcycles at 200 plus miles an hour around like a track. You know what I mean? It's, it's, and it's like I think mindsets. it's like, the, yeah, I think those people's brains should maybe be studied at best. But like, I don't know. If we're going to have an answer, maybe yeah, they have more like dopamine or something. Well, also think- bear in mind, we, we discussed the body dysmorphia in, in the industry as well. Yeah, I bet that's yeah. super motivating I'm sure that's for part people. Of it too. But yeah. I mean, just in general, like I guess what, what makes people be more disciplined on their disciplines? I think <laughs> because like I've, I have the same mindset with music. Mm-hmm. Right. Where the amount of hours that I've put in to be able to play what I can play. And I still feel like I see other guitar players and other musicians and I'm like, Oh man, they're so amazing. And I've put a lot of hours in, Yeah, yeah. but they've put in, they're the extremos and I still have put a ton of hours in and people look at me and think that I'm an extremo. And I'm like, Oh, you should see these other guys. Like, so there's always all these different levels, but what is it that creates that discipline and helps you keep disciplined? 
on your discipline. Almost asking the question puts the responsibility outside of yourself. It's, it's a choice. Like for you with the music, you enjoy playing. So it makes it. And it's also your job. Right. It, it now, may, but it wasn't always. And true. I had to get good enough to but be able to make it, it a job. But you wanted it to be your job. And yeah. I think that's what a lot of people are doing. Like, either it is their job, or they would super like it to be their job. Right. You know? Or, or if you just enjoy it on the front end, too, that makes it a little bit easier to pour into that and also know you're going to get paid for it, too. So. And I think the gym, for a lot of people, is also, like, a mental health thing for them, you know? Or it's like, that is maybe their time away from family or their kids or work or whatever to, like clear their head and not have to think about anything aside from, you know, successfully moving their body with some weights around. Right. So it's, it's a choice though. And that's, that's why arming yourself with all the benefits you get from taking care of yourself becomes the platform that you then start to build off of for that. I definitely have noticed that it's easier disciplining myself for eating now than it ever has. Like, (laughs) I feel like, like that switch has been clicked. Like, yeah, I, and I, this is again. I'll say it again. I will never go back to that. And I'm maybe convincing myself as much as, as I'm saying it out loud. Is I will never go back to weighing that because there's I now that I understand. Even when I'm like being cra- like I ate a, I stopped at Parker's and got one of those giant Hershey cookies la- yesterday. <laughs> mm, that yeah. sounds good. Yeah, it was awesome. It was delicious, and I really enjoyed it. And I did not feel bad about it at all. Partly because I had a double gig yesterday and. All I ate was a banana until about s- seven o'clock at night. <laughs> and so I had eaten just a banana all morning and then played two gigs. And then afterwards I was driving home and I was like going to stop for food. I was like, I have all this food at home. I'll just get home. But I had to stop for gas. And I was like, F it. I'm eating a freaking cookie. These big old, because they're like 500 calories for like one of Yeah, these. they're beautiful. Every time I see them, I'm like, I oh, haven't had one. I know. amazing. You've, You've never, never had, had a cookie no. from part. So the Hershey's one is what I had last night because right. they didn't have, they have Reese's peanut mm-hmm. butter cup ones. Bro, let me just tell you, those it's are It's got, like, big so old chunks good. of goodness. Yeah. You would enjoy yeah. it. Right. Yeah, the, on the outside, it's usually pretty crunchy, and the middle is, like, go- soft. soft and good. And go- yeah, dude, it's pretty good. I really enjoy them. But those, I think, are, like, 700. Like No, they're, like, 500. I think they're, like, 500, too. Yeah, it's incredible how many calories you can pack into something. Sometimes I, like, look, look at a snack, and I'm like, how? Yes. How do you get 800 <laughs> calories Yo, into this little Yeah, I'm item? not the only one. I've definitely done that. I'm like, oh, this is little. I'll eat the What the yeah, heck I know. is that? And then you're like, I'll eat half of it. And you're like, no, what the half of it is not even worth my time. Like, it's not going to be remotely satisfied with half of it. They had these little cheesecake things at oh, Parker's. And I was like, oh, they're, they're little. They're, like, the size of, like, smaller than my palm. Like, the whole cake could fit in my palm. Oh, don't, don't tell me how many calories there are. How many are they? Is it, like, 400? More than that? More than that? 600? It was over five. It was almost six, I think. It was, like, I, I, it was like five something. Can you imagine this one bite. It was, I mean, it was more than one drain. bite, but it was, no, like. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, at max three bites. Like, oh. it was ridiculous. That was the first thing I went for. I was like, oh, look, I'll get a, nope, we'll not get one of those. Be- <laughs> Because that's the part, like, I need to be able to eat, if I'm going to eat junk, I need to be able to eat enough that I wonder what the bite to satiation, me. yeah, ratio yeah. is. How many bites of something need to exist for me to be satisfied? It sounds it's like that commercial for the Tootsie Pop. Ugh. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? That's true. Yeah. That's How many bites of a delicious dessert before I feel like I've eaten a delicious dessert and I'm satisfied? Yeah, I think for me it's the chew. That's true. It is about the chew. So, like, Maybe the cookie, that's why you like gummies so much, because they're so chewy, Mike. Oh, and you get the chew. You the really eating, have to the, the work eating them becomes them. something that you draw out. And I'm enjoying myself so much. Yeah. I want it to be drawn out. Yeah, 
That well, also not sense. slow down because I I can't do the sucking hard candies. Like Dude, I, I always eat them. Two seconds and I'm I'm taking a chomp. We have blow pops yeah. at work and I'll just grab them and I'm like I am going to not bite this blow pop. <laughs> and the next thing I know, you're chewing. I'm it, already you're chewing something it. else. And yeah. I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> yeah, your brain goes switches and you're chewing on. You're like, Dang, uh-huh. I didn't mean to do this. How do people enjoy these time. things for hours? Yeah, yeah. Every I don't single time I fuck that up. The only lollipop that I can like just suck on is little dum dums. I don't know why. But I won't bite them. Yeah, they're really? kind of small. Yeah, those are even more of like a quick morsel that I have to get in me real fast. Why they bother putting this on a stick? I need more. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for so for me though, for the the junk food, it's about the chew. And so when I really want to, like, I gotta eat like something uh-huh. that I can get the chew out of as well as the sugary goodness. Which I've really liked those built puff things, by the way, that you introduced. Yeah. Them those to. are really good. They, I ate one last night. The lunch. consistency of those is really satisfying. Yeah. Becky hates them. <gasps> She's not a fan. Oh Any of goodness. them? She hasn't been a fan. No. Damn. Um, I'm also speaking for her, so maybe she does like one of them now or doesn't mind them, but she hasn't really eaten that. Mm-hmm. So I, oh, I don't know if they have erythritol. So if anybody's listening too, this was something that she found out that erythritol gives her migraines. Yeah, interesting. So we didn't that realize. That sucks. migraines suck. And erythritol is in Everything that you're trying to die, like every Quest product has erythritol in it. Like a bunch of sweeteners have erythritol. Energy drinks have erythritol. Erythritol is in so much yeah. diety. Like, what stuff. is the sugar substitute name of erythritol? Does that have a? Is that a thing? What would I know that as? It's not Splenda, right? So, like, what is it? No. Is uh, it anything? No. They use erythritol yeah, in conjunction. Like, if you go buy, so this is what we found out and. She could talk on this more if she was here because she did a ton of this research. So this is all secondhand research, and I could be getting some of this wrong. But erythritol is either labeled as what it is, or it they use it in conjunction. If you buy like uh for coffee, like the stevia, yeah, mm-hmm. it's in. They use it with the stevia in the that that sugar sweetener for uh, like the, coffee. The truvia, the truvia, yeah, yeah. yeah or whatever yep. those. Or if you buy one of those, it's in with that. Oh. Um, but you can also get stuff that uses stevia as a sweetener that doesn't have erythritol. Right. I see. But oh, erythritol's in like everything. It like especially all the Quest products and I, that I love, like those Quest bars, the ones that are sitting right next to you. Yeah. I eat one hundred. I don't know what it is day. about generally a lot of those protein bars and stuff, but I don't think my stomach likes them, and I don't know if it's the artificial sweetener or if it's the fiber or maybe a bit of both. Little column A, little column B. Yeah, yeah, could be, could be. Mm-hmm. The artificial sweeteners, I've realized, well, again, with this, with Becky, that it, it's only that one that she has an issue with. And we found that out because we were we stopped somewhere. To get, oh, we were, at Friendship Coffee, we stopped. And one of the uh, workers there, um, we were chatting with, and she said how she gets migraines from sweeteners. And Becky, this light went off, and she was like, wait, what? And She's, so is that a thing? she started cutting out different things, and we figured it out that it, it was anytime she had anything that had erythritol in it. And the reason we that she realized it for sure was she accidentally consumed something with erythritol mm-hmm. and started getting, didn't think about it and started getting, she's like, I feel like crap. And when she started thinking back, she's like, wait, what's in that? And went and it was like a drink or something yeah. and it had erythritol in it again. Dang. So she cut erythritol out. They stopped happening. The headache wow. stopped happening. Nice. Well, yeah. I mean, that's good for her, but also shitty for her. Tough. It yeah. is super tough. So anybody has restrictions and stuff like that. I, it's super, super tough. 
I have a, a friend of mine who has a PKU. Yeah. And she has a protein that. deficiency thing that she can't do. And that's super tough. I want to do, eventually, we're going to have an episode yeah, talking more, to about talk that, more about that. Yeah, about she, that she can't process protein. I can't say it ever. I've tried a Yeah. What is it again, Mike? Phenylalanine. Phenylalanine. No, you got it. That was perfect. Um, which is one uh, an essential amino acid. It is an essential mm-hmm. amino acid. So, yeah. but her body body doesn't process all of it properly, and so it builds up to dangerous levels mm-hmm. in her body. Yeah, so that's really hard. Like, I, there's definitely, you know, we talk a lot about protein bars and protein powders and all these other supplements, and like, there are people out there that really can't use those things, and they have to just like eat protein. You know, they've got to get their protein from actual food sources and yeah it's a lot harder but there are a lot of really good high protein foods out there there are there are you know you just have to learn to like maybe you don't like cottage cheese but like i have a new protein powder that probably has something people can't have in it but it's like cheese flavored you know i was like Mm. blending that with cottage cheese and then it makes like a really fun cheese saucy kind of Mm. like a pimento cheesy type thing no it's more like a a Velveeta cheese sauce kind of consistency, if you do it that way. If you do it that way, Depending yeah, yeah. on how you want to do it. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. That's so, very like, but, cool. you know, cottage cheese, yogurt, you know, obviously all of your meats. I do a lot of egg whites. Egg whites, that's a good one. Yeah, a lot Even of egg whites. Even if you don't like just egg whites, you can cut your eggs with egg whites, which so, is something I do a lot. Oh, yeah, that's what you were saying. Yeah. You use, like, one egg and then... Yeah, and then just, like, egg whites to my satisfaction. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just to get a little bit of that yellowy tinge. Yeah. What I've been doing lately... Uh, I've been doing a lot of pork chops. I love mm. the scent. They had center cut pork chops on sale, and I love pork chops. So I cook the pork chops and I season the crap out of them with this brand Kinder. Mm-hmm. Have, have you, yes, I got a couple of their get, things. Yes, because you told me about them. Yeah. Yo, stuff. so good. There's, I really enjoy their spices. The one that I like the most, though, is uh, Buttery Steakhouse, it's called. Mm-hmm. Yo, it is so delicious. And so I. Use a ton of seasoning with the um, pork chops, cook them up with a little oil or butter or whatever, and then from the fat that renders off and stuff, there's still some gunky goodness Uh uh in the pan, uh I throw my egg whites in there. Oh, good idea, because egg whites are boring as fuck. Yeah, and then so (laughs) when you cook the egg whites in there, you're ready, when you calculate, so I weigh the... I weigh my pork chops prior to cooking them, so I get a a weight of what I'm eating. Well, then... Anything that cooks off from that, I already accounted for it. True. So when I cooks off and it's in the pan, yeah, it's technically pork fat that's in the pan, but that was already accounted for. So that's like free pork fat. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Like free pork fat. Victor's throw, free pork yeah. fat. Victor's I throw the here. egg whites in with that and it seasons up the extra seasoning that falls off with a little bit of the pork fat. And it is delicious. So you're having egg whites and pork chops. That sounds good as fuck. That yeah. is been my breakfast. Really yeah, right now. That's been my breakfast. And it's like, depending on how big the pork chops are, it's like three to 500 calories. Right. And it's like 60 grams of protein. Yep. Love that. Yeah, it's been awesome. That's I mean, an excellent ratio. it's like 50 to 50 to 60. Egg whites are like great, that. guys. Look, they're, they are yeah. kind of boring if you can figure out a way to jazz them up or like hide them. Like if I'm getting a, a bite of pork chop and then some, some egg whites and that's what's going in my mouth, that's all right. right? That's going to taste good. But the pork chops, it even tastes, they taste great by themselves because they're seasoned with all that stuff. Well, of Has course all the they seasoning. do. I meant the oh. eggs. I mean, that's what I'm saying. The egg whites oh, are, oh, oh. Are, are, taste great by themselves because they're seasoned with all the pork 
Goodness. Yeah, the yeah, pork goodness. It's a very clever way to do that. Yeah, and so like it just happened the one day because I cooked and I was like, man, there's all this stuff. What if I throw egg whites in this? And so I threw them in and I was like, this yeah, is man, amazing. As long as you like weighing your stuff raw, you're accounting for whatever butter or oil you put in the pan. Yeah. You know, you're, yeah, I like that. Cool. Yeah, it's. And I, that's my favorite way to be consistent on a regular basis for myself. I like, because I, I love my breakfast sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, and I'll have my own little ritual where, where I'll make it and. But I could eat that every damn day. So for a lot of your days, you find a handful of things that you just really enjoy eating. Go slightly out of your way to make it. You'll appreciate it more in the end that way, too. And then also set me up so great for the rest of the day. Yeah. And you only have to count that once. So it's on a regular basis. You're not dialing in everything to your calorie counter you know, obsessively at that point, you're establishing how to kind of stay on track with your own routine by that. Yeah, it's always good. And, you know, obviously you never know what's going to happen with your day, but like it's good to at least when you can be consistent with your food. You know, if you can, if you have the opportunity to like eat something that you know has a good protein to calorie ratio in the morning when that's when you have time to feed yourself. Yep. Do it, man. Do it because who the fuck knows what's going to happen on the rest of your day, you know? You might get to work and it's someone's birthday and there's cake. What are you going to do? Right. You got to eat the cake. got to eat the cake. someone's you birthday, man. You can't say no. That's just rude. <laughs> That's just rude. That's just rude. rude. Yeah, and I've, I found that it really sets me up so well because I go in waves of how I eat. So, like, right now I'm on this pork chop and egg whites kick, and that'll last for a little while. Yep, yep. And I, I, I already went through my second pack of pork chops. I'll probably go buy a third one and because I'm still uh, feeling it. And so, like, I let myself go in these waves. Like, I'm really on it now, and it works really great. Cool. I was doing the protein pancakes for a while, making those in a bowl and making yep. the protein cake. Well, the bowl cakes, yeah. like mixing yeah. the protein powder and stuff. Um, but I haven't used protein powder since I started eating back at uh, maintenance. I have not been eating a lot of protein, protein powder because I just wanted to eat more food. The only time I eat protein powder is when it's mixed into food. And when I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, you know I, I was mean? doing it when I, we were cu- when I was cutting. When I was yeah. doing all the cutting, it makes it so much easier. It does. It does so much easier with the cutting to keep up your protein because you need higher protein with less calories. That's brutal. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, and so when I add the protein powder, you're getting a better than two to one ratio of your macros. It's true. On I it. feel like I don't get the satisfaction of getting to eat something. Right. Which is and like when you only have 1,400 calories to play with, yeah. you, you know, like I, I want to eat, <laughs> I want to yeah, yeah. chew all 1,400 <laughs> calories if I can, you know, yeah. or as so, many of them as I can. But now that I'm back on uh, eating closer to maintenance, I haven't, like I've been able to eat. And I'm like last night, like I said yesterday, I didn't eat all day. And then I came home, I had that cookie and then I got home. And because I hadn't eaten all day, I was like, I have a bunch of pork chops. I'm going to cook these bad boys. And I did three pork chops, so I did like ten and a half ounces of pork nice. chops, and nine equivalent to nine eggs worth of. So you're uh, having pork chops for both dinner and breakfast. I didn't have them for breakfast. He's on a yesterday. pork chop kick. I said I, I do the same exact thing that you do, where yeah. I like get on something and yeah. I like eat that until I burn out on it. It's good to like write those things down so that you can remember when you burn on on your next thing, like what you've had that worked well. Right. You know, mm, so like for a long time that, I was eating my oh, protein oatmeal and I really get into my protein oatmeal, and then like finally I was like, man, I'm burnt out on protein oatmeal. Like, what is gonna be my next? Like my own personal protein recipes, like my protein or the 
my uh, the protein meals recipe that, meal that log. you like. Yeah, yeah my I mean, own personal meal log. You could probably log. look back in your if you log all your stuff, you could look back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. see hey, what was I eating last year that I was like into. Yeah, that's fair. Because sometimes you forget that that's what you were doing. Yeah, definitely. Bring it back around. Yeah, uh, that's already happened in this past year. Becky will switch something and be like, oh, yeah, I used to do that. Oh, that was good. Let me do that again. Mm-hmm. And so that does happen <laughs> a lot where I'll switch and swap over and then start on a different phase of something. But, yeah, I'm very streaky with what me I too, eat. Me too, for sure. I don't know if everybody's like that, but 100% for me. Yeah, me yeah. too. So, you, But you, how long have you been on this uh, breakfast sandwich kick? Are, are, has that always been a thing for you? Yeah. I mean, I've always enjoyed breakfast burritos and breakfast sandwiches. Um, so that, that was off and on. But I guess I just I started deciding I wanted to cook in the morning. Okay. What are you, so, all growing up or something? Yeah, a little bit. Weird. <laughs> I'm a real boy. <laughs> real boy. Weird. All grown up. Yeah, and I found in the morning, like, it, I don't know. I like cooking. And so also when I cook and make breakfast, make those pork chops or make something in the, in the morning, like I feel like, all right, cool. Now I'm in the day. Mm-hmm. Like I've started a little bit right. more. And like, I don't know. I'm ready to roll. I can't believe the difference that I feel when I, because I don't obviously make that every single morning because I don't always have time between mm-hmm. the kids and work and whatnot. But when I do make that and eat that, I it sustains me way longer. Yeah, I bet. And then I, when I do get hungry, I don't get as famished hungry. Right. When I have that really big protein hit uh, in the early in the morning, throughout the rest of the day, I don't get like, I'm going to gnaw my arm off hungry. Yeah. Like it that it it starts creeping up. I'm like, I really I'm like ready to eat something now. Okay, so here's my next question. When you work out, when like do you generally like to have like a snack before you work out? Do you have a meal before you work out? Do you like to work out fasted? What do you what is your I feel like that's something that people would ask me. Like, what should I eat yeah. something before I work out? I don't think it matters for you for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've worked out enough to really find out what I like and don't like. Because I don't really plan it. It's like, especially at this point. You just happen to have the time in the day and you yes. make it work. Yeah, like, okay. it, like I'm about to leave for a gig or whatever and I'm like just feeling it. So I'm like, I'm going to knock out a couple pull-ups. Yeah. So I just kind of knock out some pull-ups. I don't, at this point, I'm not really doing any workouts that make me super sweaty. Yeah. So like I've done pull-ups fully dressed for yeah. ready for a gig with jeans and my, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I've also done. I, I have. I have the one of the um, the bands hanging over there, uh, the resistance bands. Um, and I do. I've been doing it because I have back pain, mm-hmm. and I've fe- figured out that if I do like standing rows, basically with the with that resistance band regularly and just like a high volume of them, it helps with my back pain. Well, that's that good. I don't get it. I don't know if it's just because I'm activating those muscles and, or if it's keeping them from cramping because I'm using them regularly, mm-hmm. that it keeps them from tightening up while, throughout the day. I don't know what it is. It but could it, be reinforcing like the correct movement patterns too. It is. That you're, is. you're strengthening the muscles that are weak, essentially. Um, so I, because I, I think I have issues with a disc or something in my back and right like in between my shoulder blades because that's where I get so much pain. Weird. But I'm getting less of it if I do that regularly. So like that I do pretty regularly. But again, that's not a big sweaty heavy workout. I'll do like one or two sets of like 25 reps and just do like throughout the day every now and then and do things to kind of keep that back, my back better. And I tighten everything when I'm doing it. So it helps me, I feel like, with my posture when I'm doing it. I don't know. Maybe it's just all <laughs> mental. 
Sure, could be. It could just all be mental, no, but it's no. also I'm noticing the physical difference of yeah. I don't have as much pain. I I stand for hours on end with a guitar hanging over my sh- one shoulder. It pulls on just the one shoulder. Yeah, that's a design flaw of the guitar. Yeah, and so and I'm not. They do make straps that like are like backpack, backpack straps. Yeah, I'm not yeah. doing it. No, nah. that's like having it. a rolly bag, you know, and everyone makes fun of you. <laughs> do you want to get made fun of, Victor? Yeah, I can't <laughs> do it. I'm not, and I just I don't know. I just would. I don't know. I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. Michael, tell me about, do you work out fasted generally, or what do you do? Or do you eat something? I've, I've actually, for probably the last handful of months now, I've, I've been so into using the protein shakes as coffee creamer. Right. So I generally have 30 to 40 grams of protein in me prior to working out. Just in coffee creamer. Yeah, basically. basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did Becky get you on that That kit? sounds nuts. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I noticed recently that if I, like, eat a full good meal, I'm sleepy, sleepy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm less tr- inclined to working out after a full meal for sure. Yeah, I'm just, like, sleepy, sleepy, and I don't want to do anything. So I, I generally work out faster. The other day I was, like, just... I worked out fasted and I was like, oh, I feel nauseated because I just like haven't eaten anything. Mm. So I really should probably like either have some kind of a snack, maybe just an easily digestible carb or something like that. Yeah. Um, for a while, I had like a Rice Krispie treat every day before I would get in the gym. But maybe a banana would be a better choice. I don't know. <laughs> rice Krispie treat sounds delicious. Yeah, I it's mean, good. It just makes me want more Rice Krispie treats. It, it really does. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> really have does. you had the Rice Krispie treat from Zunzi's? No. So Zunzi's. We got a Zunzi on Tybee now, don't we? I, we just went there the other day. That's oh, where we, we were. Yeah, cool. we st- it was awesome. It's beautiful, by the way. Cool. Um, shout out to Zunzi's. I love their food. Yeah, it's good as hell. But the kids' meals come with a Rice Krispie Treat, brown butter Rice Krispie Treat. Do they age you for that? Yeah, I'm just saying, <laughs> when you're there, be like, yo, can you score me a Rice Krispie Treat? Brown butter Rice Krispie Treat. Oh, Have you had the Rice Krispie yeah. Treats down on River Street? The chocolatey the candy shrimp. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, oh. Uh, the River Street Sweets. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything in that place that is delicious. That place is so danger. Every time I walk in. It's First like really Willy Wonka in the chocolate yeah, factory. Yeah, not only do they have Wonka, all the yeah. delicious, like, chocolatey type dipped and stuff things, but they also have, like, candy that I haven't seen since I was, like, a child. Yo, I act like a tourist every time and go in and go, what are these things? Oh, you want to taste one? Yes, I want a praline, please. <laughs> yes, praline, they man. They do the free taste. Ugh, I love the praline, Every man time. Front, but yeah. that's also enough for me. The first couple of times it suckered me in that I was like, but I'm buying pralines, and they're so expensive. And oh, then I would I eat like. I've never bought them. I've only eaten the free ones. <laughs> yeah. It's like $25 a pound. Whew. Yeah. They're All like right. really expensive. So, but I've gone in and been like, 10 pounds, please. Like, you know, yeah. like I just bought a bunch. <laughs> and then we didn't eat them all because I, I would eat like half of one and be like, okay. They're so rich. I'm, they I'm, are super I can't, rich. I can't even get through it. I wonder what the calories these. are on those. Yo, it's Not just low. butter. It's so good. Is it really? That's so I think that. Don't quote Nuts me. and butter? Praline is just and brown sugar, I think. It's just sugar, nuts butter, and, butter. and, but, and nuts. That's I why think it's that's so it. damn good. Mm. I'm pretty Ma- sure Mike that's likes all nuts the and butter. Butter nuts. Butter nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the first time I heard of wet nuts. I heard that from what? the Northerners. I didn't know anything about wet What's nuts. What's a wet nut? Well, I well, so Rita's oh, open. Sunday topping. Yeah, oh, wet okay. nuts. Oh, and, and they were like, "Oh, do they have wet nuts?" I got you. Yeah, I was and I was like, <laughs> "What is wet nuts?" <laughs> I don't like that name. Like it, <laughs> it does. Just, the nuts are wet. I get it, but yeah, like yeah, they're yeah, more yeah. like in a syrupy goo, goo right? right? Yeah, yeah. So like syrupy nuts. They I need remember, to just <laughs> I worked at an ice cream that. shop. <laughs> I don't remember what we called it though. But that's how I realized what you were talking about. Yeah, wet we had nuts. It. Yeah, they're wet like nuts. walnuts and a syrup. I don't think I'd be able to say it any other way than that. Yeah. I was 
interacting with customers. <laughs> I would I mean, like the wet nuts, please. I was in high school, so I don't think I said that like that. That's when I worked at the ice cream <laughs> shop. You said it to the girls, and you'd like wink at them after. Yeah, oh my gosh! <laughs> right? High school me was definitely not doing that. There was no <laughs> confidence in high school me to do that at all. In fact, I was probably like, "Do you want? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Do you want these things? What do you want? Is that this <laughs> this stuff here? Yeah. Ugh, dude, I love that job. Yeah, I bet it. Did you guys make waffle cones there? The smell we didn't of waffle make cones them. We is had like them. It's so. Mm. So it I worked really at a Carvel. Oh, it makes me just immediately want. And to we made ice all cream. of our own. I like everything that was in the freezers and everything was made in that store that I worked at. Oh wow! Yeah, they made. Uh, Don't they make cakes too? Yeah, the ice cream cakes. Oh, so yeah, good. we 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 made all all the stuff that was there. In fact, I was just reminiscing. We just went to the Chinese buffet with the kids, and they have an ice cream, a soft ice cream machine. Oh yes, I and had I'm that like when the I was only. There. I it, what's that? You I had, had that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I go and I always make a decent looking cone because I worked there forever. And people come up and they're like, oh, yeah, look. And then they're like, and they look at the cone that I just made. And my daughter Mm -hmm. uh, just tried to do it. She saw me make cones for me and Casey. And then she went up with her mom to go get a cone. And she came back. She goes, I tried to do it like you and it didn't work. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, well, I've done it thousands of times. (laughs) That's the difference. And I remembered it's because we made all the ice cream in store, how I learned to make ice cream cones, this is how they taught people. Uh-huh. They would sit a big, like, five-gallon metal ice cream tub in a freezer underneath the machine, and you would sit there on a stool with a cone and just make cones, drop them. Make a cone, oh. drop it. Make a cone, drop it. Make a cone, drop it. And you'd make, like, a 100 cones or so to fill up this bucket. thing, this bucket. And they were, like, awful when you started. The difference when I go now to the Chinese places, I uh, fill the cone with ice cream, mm-hmm. but you don't do that when you work at the ice cream store because mm-hmm. that's just more product that you're giving away. I so see. you have to keep it on top of the cone right. and you try to make it as tall as possible because it's the visual of like, it, you could technically have more ice cream and have it shorter than if you made a tall one that's all spread out and it looks bigger, but it has less ice cream. So Fascinating. The ice cream stacking vibes of the ice cream store. I mean, that's I life mean, in general, I, right? I, You're always trying so to show yeah, your best foot without, like, not, yeah. without actually any quality. The temperature to it, of you know? your ice cream, this is so random of us to be talking about this, but like if your ice cream is like very hard, then you're giving people a lot more or less ice cream. I can't remember how it works, but like basically the consistency and thickness of your ice cream makes a big, a big difference. I mean, that makes sense. I love ice cream, Michael. I've never met an ice cream scientist. An ice cream? Would, Maybe we could be ice questions. cream scientists. We could be. Oh, my gosh. That feels like a science that I could actually excel at. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Start some research. We should, we're starting with research. Research and development. <laughs> we never got past research, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we lost Victor. Victor is doing children fatherly things. He's, He's adulting. We missed him. Good job. Good job, Dad. That's twice on this podcast now I had to run away. Once was because I had to do pull-ups, and this one was to take care of children. We should have said he was doing pull-ups, Michael. It was oh, an emergency, by the way. The TV stopped. Dropped that well, that is an emergency. That was, it was an emergency. That's a valid emergency, I mean, honestly. that's they're told they could only come into the podcast room while uh, we're podcasting for an emergency, <laughs> and this was an emergency. <laughs> My Little Ponies was not playing. Well... Yeah. You know what, man? At least they know what emergency is. That's good. I'm glad that's clear. <laughs> that's a parenting win right there. That's what that is. So what were we talking about? Oh, the ice cream stuff before we left. Did you guys finish up? Yeah, me and chat? Michael are now ice cream scientists, and Correct. we're in the research and development phase. Sweets. 
Yeah. We should definitely research Research more. transitioning to development. <laughs> uh, someone brought a giant-ass box of Baker's Pride to the bar the other day. Oh, oh I love me some Baker's Pride. They, the, the danger was the donut holes for me. Because I was like, I'll just have a donut hole. <laughs> you have any I'll calories? just have another donut hole. How and many calories do you think one of those is? Oh, God. I don't know, but I had like eight of them. I should have just had a whole donut at that point. No, that's <laughs> like two donuts. What? Eight of those yeah, is like two donuts. Yeah, it was bad. They're actually, they're, they're not like small donuts. No, they're more no. like donut, I don't know. They're, they're, they're like elongated. They're more like egg-shaped. So like instead of being like small and round, they're, they're bigger than that. That's because they they're don't. so fluffy. They're so good. so good. Yeah, I don't know what they do, the magic that they put in their donuts. They're just in this like white box. This lady walks by. She's like 15 feet away. She looks over, sees the white box. She's like, ooh, Baker's Pride. <laughs> I was like, that's how you know your shit is good. When someone can yep. just like identify your box from forever away. And it's just a white box. It's not like it's, it's like anything. doesn't have a label or anything With the faintest it. hint of pink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, on the label, yeah, the label. There is a label on top. There's a label on top, as you can see that. Yeah, no, you just tell a white box. Uh, That's why I said a glint. A A glint? glint. Just a glint of pink. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, Baker's Pride is. Why do we always end up talking about. Because we love food. Halfway through the podcast, I don't like eat breakfast. So I like wake up at 8 30 and then the, I'm not hungry. And then like halfway through the podcast, I'm like, fuck, I could eat some food. (laughs) So, Every time. Yeah, find your success even enjoying food. I we just I love donuts and yeah, ice man, cream like you and should cookies. be able to enjoy the food. Like granny, you're not gonna be able to eat a whole dozen donuts. Mm-mm. You I mean, sure you could if like you lies. I've eaten a dozen donuts in a sitting. True. You and can't lost weight. physically do she it. She meant consistently. But consistently, oh. right? Like you're not gonna have that every day of your life. And but you can have a donut. So that's what I was saying about the protein powder earlier, about how it makes it easier, especially now that I'm eating back in maintenance. I feel like if you do the protein powders, you can cheat more. Like, you can have a donut every day. Like, I could fit a donut every day into my meal plan and still hit everything that I need to. Yeah. Like, I mean, I might become a diabetic. What are you at maintenance at? 24, 25, (sighs) somewhere around there. Why do you do this to yourself? I know. Why do I even ask? <laughs> I'm like, I ask because how many calories is a donut? How many calories is a donut? About five, six. It, right. it really so depends like, on where. It depends on the donut. I'm talking Baker's Pride one. It's probably about five or six. Five or six. Yeah. So it's like hard. Like if, if you're eating fourteen hundred calories and you blow six hundred on a donut, you've really fucked yourself. <laughs> I thought, yeah. If you're eating how many? Did you say? If you're eating like fourteen hundred oh, calories. Yeah. yeah. If, if I thought Krispy Kreme was one eighty for their glaze. 180, 180 sounds way better than 600. No, that well, that's why I don't think it's quite 600 for the glazed. I would put it under 500. You know what? Unfortunately, my favorite donut is like probably a Boston cream, which is just <laughs> <laughs> even more calories. Uh, yeah, I can't handle <laughs> that that weird thick chocolate that goes on top of things like you mean that. Fudge? I always forget the name of it. No, not regular fudge. Yeah, it is like a ganache. I, that that might be what it is. Ganache. Yeah, I like that kind of. Chocolate. I don't like a big ganache. <laughs> You can't say good night. I can't say nailed it. Yeah, but you're getting closer. So there is that. Almost there. I'm looking at the Krispy Kreme thing. Yeah, tell me. I would like to know the donuts differences. So Krispy Kreme one oh two hundred calories. 
for a glazed donut. Right? How big is a Krispy Kreme donut compared to a? They're, they're smaller. They're kind of smaller. Right? smaller. So yeah. I, probably we four. lost our Krispy Kreme. Did you guys know? Yeah, I know. Did we? No Krispy yeah, Kreme our Krispy Kreme's here. gone. So oh. it's been gone. So obviously you don't go there that often. My kids no, I don't. literally keeps you from there. Yeah, we have gone to Baker's Pride <laughs> more often now because of it. But my kids loved it because it was right here. It's so it's closer than. Uh, than Baker's Pride, and usually we pass it on the way back from mm-hmm. anywhere in town and stuff. So we, I used to take the kids to Krispy Kreme. We would all go time. to the movie theater before it was the NCG, and it kind of looked like you could probably die there. And um, <laughs> we went with my buddy Quinn one time, and she shows up, and then out from underneath her jacket, she pulls a full dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. She's like, "I brought donuts." I was like, "What the fuck?" That is impressive. That's impressive. I know, but it was great. That we ate donuts impressive. and watched the movie. It was awesome. I would have <laughs> awesome. crushed those. That would have been fantastic. Yeah, Krispy she's Kreme like, the hot donuts. light was on. I was like, you don't say. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> that is the most evil. So I downloaded the Krispy Kreme app at one point. Uh-huh. Because I was like, oh, cool. It lets you know when the hot light. That's, oh, that's the dangerous. worst thing ever. Yeah. Like a push I, notification. Hot lights yes. on. Yes. <laughs> it's exactly what happens. And no. I was like, oh, my gosh. I can't have this on my phone. No. I cannot. I have to delete it. I must delete this now. Because also through the app, you can get like rewards and stuff. And we went there occasionally. So I was like, oh, cool. But I kept getting notifications. And I was like, I mean, I'm not going to just turn the notifications off. I have to delete the whole thing. Yeah. It's like, it just has to not be on my phone anymore. So I had to delete it. Wow. That's a really clever marketing ploy of them, though. Yo, the hot donuts now is the most ingenious thing ever. And they're so delicious. Like... I think about this the episode on Duck Dynasty. Like, if the donuts are hot, I can eat a hundred times more. Right. I don't know why that is. I don't, I don't understand. Know they what like the just melt in my mouth. They better do just or sort of melt. But like, yeah. Here's a random, uh, uh, another question randomly. Why does food taste differently depending on the temperature? That's such a thing. I mean, meats, everything. But Pizza? why? I don't know. It's the same exact thing, but the temperature is different. How does that change the flavor? If somebody out there knows and can explain this to me, the science, Mike, do you know? I, What's your guess? Not for sure. Edu- my, my educated guess. What my would your educated guess, guess is be? that it's kind of like with a uh, sake. If you're getting it cold, it's usually a shittier sake because it numbs the, the tongue. Or with whiskeys and bourbons and stuff, if you have ice or a little bit of water, it numbs that sting. All is right, that- but what does that have to do with donuts? <laughs> <laughs> Why does everything got to be alcohol with you, <laughs> Michael? It wasn't donuts. We were talking about temperature, people. Right, but I can eat way more hot donuts. So I think you get more donuts. of the flavor out of it when it's warmer because oh, it's not numbing. <laughs> I didn't think it was that big of a jump, Chrissy. <laughs> I got there now. Um, yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe the flavor profile is is. Just but there are definitely things that are taste better for your, cold for your palate to pick up when like it's hot. There's definitely things that taste better cold than warm. Milk. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. Uh, the bang that I that we drink, like yeah, the, soda. I'm drinking a rain so, right soda. now. The energy drink, yeah. There are definitely, yeah, but there are things they taste better cold. Um, so why is I, you that? Know, some people are into like cold pizza. I don't know if I like cold pizza more than hot pizza. It's hard for me to say. I it like d- pizza. I, so it I like it, but pizza. I don't like it more. Yeah, I don't think I like it more either. I think it, it depends, depends on the, on the pizza. pizza. Yeah. So there are some pizzas that I like that are cold. <laughs> yeah. And there's some that there's a local pizza place in town that I had their pizza, and by the time we got home and we didn't eat it right away, it was cold, and I ate it. And I was like, oh, this is pretty good. People rave about how good this pizza is and i was just eating it cold mm-hmm. and then i was like well let me i'm gonna t- ho- i'm gonna heat this last piece up and i heated it up and was like oh my gosh is this so good this pizza is amazing <laughs> it was that drastic of a yeah. difference that i was like now i understand why where pe- was what the pizza from i i didn't want to say because i don't want to dog on their thing for when it's cold i, I just 
it, it's the the bon the what the heck is it called now bonbon or whatever um yeah bonbon yeah, yeah I got it's in like now i gotta look it up i like our pizza bogey's hot and i don't love it cold we, it's all I, right, but Steve loves it cold. I don't know. People are just everyone. Think about pizza is that everyone likes Big Bon Bodega. Pizza. Oh, oh gotcha. Big Bon is good, but it, not it's not as good cold. I've never had their pizza actually. It's not bad. They just have cold. a bunch of that's, other stuff. I didn't the know they that had has pizza. The bagels that yeah, are really they yes. have bagels. I okay. always have. I've never had their bagels, there. but their pizza. People like we saw it on like that local food. We eat, really are hungry, aren't like we? It. Yeah. Dude, I must. I'm so be sorry for everyone out there who's like stuck at work and you have like multiple hours until lunch. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry for you guys. Um, not that sorry though, because I'm gonna keep talking about pizza. It's delicious, <laughs> and I, this temperature. I've been thinking about this a lot. I don't understand why the temperature thing matters. Like, yeah, it's definitely so does. Strange. I think I think Mike's on to something. Like, I think it has something to do with like your taste buds or your palate or something about like the flavor profile coming out more with something that's hot. Yeah. I don't know if it's like the spices or the whatever is like. I don't know. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have beverages some... taste better cold. Yeah, I think so. Some people like room temperature water, Michael. Yeah, that's me. I mean, I, I drink room temp water I all like the time, but cold water, man. I like it both, but I do drink room temperature water all the time. Um, mainly, I do it because also my there's voice, people so. out there. This is something that I think about sometimes. There's people out there that don't like water, and I'm yeah, like, what happened I, to you? I just don't understand. Me neither. That. I'm like, what happened to you that you evolved to not like the flavor of something that is critical to your survival? Right. How weird is that? But uh, I don't think it's I've that met weird. So many think about people. It, uh, this would be my guess. Obviously, I don't know shit, as we've discussed every week that I don't know shit. Um, <laughs> Maybe we should change the podcast. Victor, <laughs> don't, Victor don't know shit. Finding my shit in my <laughs> 40s. <laughs> Realizing I don't know shit. Um, but I would guess it's not necessarily even that they don't like it. Mm-hmm. It's evolved into that, but it started as everything else tastes better. So I like all of these other things better Then now that makes me say, I don't like this because these taste good mm-hmm. and this doesn't taste as good. So I don't like that. So I feel like that's more of the change. It's the same thing with food. You know, how people so weird, eat. Cause the flavor of water to me is delicious. It doesn't taste like anything, really, but Nothing it's so good. Nothing quite satiates that or slakes the thirst like water does for Ugh, me. Me I, too. I can only drink so much of anything else. It, it gro- I feel like that's something you had to grow into because, I, I mean, this past year I grew into it. I carry a water bottle now all the time and drink a ton of water, and I'm like, man, I really need water, and I have, like, cravings for water. I didn't always have that. Yeah. I craved that I was thirsty mm-hmm. but didn't understand that connection. Right. That connection wasn't the same thing. So I think it's just... Yeah, it's super it's common. Rewire everybody. I mean, just think about it in general. How do people not crave vegetables and crave meats that are, like, health, like chicken? And yeah, they, you're like, right. You're right. It's, it's very similar, idea, yeah. But they crave donuts, they crave all this high palatable foods because it's delicious and you train your body to eat those things. And so you have to retrain yourself and that's not fucking yeah, easy. Yeah, you're right. I think it's because I grew up only and the only beverages in our home were water and Diet Coke. And like Diet Coke is disgusting. So the, I drank the water. The habits you get into from a young age really, really do stick with you. It's, that's what it's we're, super interesting. That's what we're trying really hard to, to raise these kids to have these habits so that they're not struggling with weight. Like, it's just not a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just not going to, like, they get donuts and they get all that stuff. But I don't, we try not to keep it in the house, yeah. readily available all the time. And even the stuff that is, it's like, hey, that'll go for your lunch or this is for that. Like, but my kids don't like soda they don't like carbonation at all they won't even touch anything with carbonation um my son just started drinking lemonade and so he he really likes lemonade but they drink now milk uh water what are the main two things that they drink they drink a lot less milk now than they used to 
and now they've started drinking. They like because I've gotten like Gatorades and stuff, mm-hmm. and they were willing to taste it. And I was like, sure, you're not gonna like it because they didn't like that stuff forever. Yeah. Now they're starting to like that stuff, so mm-hmm. they they ask for Gatorade, and they really well, like you know, body. Some, sometimes Gatorade does hit the spot. Like <laughs> yeah. if I've like still, if I'm having Gatorade, like if I'm did a bunch of exercise and I like I'm like I could use like the electrolytes, I'll drink Gatorade, but I will also drink water because Gatorade yeah. makes me. Thirsty, yeah, well, kind of or something. Yeah, totally. Same. Yeah, same. Um, we do body armor. I like the body armor better. It's built, I think, more off of coconut water than it is off of oh, really? just sugar. Yeah, the one of the main ingredients Who of makes body that? armor. Body is armor. A, I think. Is I don't it a know. Coke product. I don't know. I can check. There, we have some in, inside. But my kids love the body armor, and it's way. What's l- there's the way less sugar there? Uh, we currently have a strawberry banana. I think it is, oh, I like or something. There, yeah, it. You can have to take one with you. you have, you're going to have to I, ask the is kids. It, is it flavored water, though? You can you can take one with you and try. <laughs> is it colored? Yeah. Is it clear? Yeah, it's it's not as colored. Um, it's not as calorically dense either as Gatorade. Gatorade has a lot more sugar in it. I always drink zero, though. I do, too. Oh, uh, that's what... So zeros make me thirsty. Z- uh, that's interesting. Yeah, zeros make me thirsty. All Gatorade, uh, all Gatorade. Makes me thirsty. Yeah, no, regular Gatorade doesn't make me ask. Th- I'm like, eh, but zeros make me really thirsty. I stopped drinking the zeros because I'm like, this is defeating the purpose. Like, it's making me. I have little tiny zeros, water. and I will generally like slam one of those in a situation where I feel like I need electrolytes, and then, right. there, then there's water after that. Because it makes me thirsty. You just You're put right. salt in your water. Yeah, then... Michael made me do that, and I will never do it again. <laughs> I was traumatized right so out of that. So I was thinking about that. <laughs> I was thinking about that. You guys say, because how much salt was it, did you say? That you put uh, in a enough gallon. for it to make a my water gross. A teaspoon per gallon. A teaspoon per gallon. So why couldn't you? Because okay. I was thinking about this whole process that you get. You said that, uh-huh. that you. Why couldn't you just put that teaspoon of salt uh-huh. in like an ounce of water, dissolve it, take an ounce salty shot, and then drink a whole gallon of good water? No, are you out of your mind? You know what that that much salt swallowing that quickly will do to you? That's why I'm asking the question, Michael. Why can't you do that? Well, that much salt could potentially make you throw up. That's how people will, will Especially throw Especially if up. you haven't eaten for three days. Yeah, have you not seen James Bond? A <laughs> teaspoon of salt, really? I mean, you'd probably, have to, you'd probably have to have more than that. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Something super, super salty, then, then it gets in the... Like your esophagus starts pulling water out of there. You get real dry. I, it's, you don't want to play with salt like that. I used I to know. just I eat table like salt like right out of my hand. Yeah, I was like, I feel like that wouldn't have been a big deal. So like a teaspoon of salt. Confessions. But yeah, why didn't you put it in less water? And I mean, then you could have just like, done that and had an eight ounce glass of water with a salty shot. Yeah, you could. Why wouldn't you have done that and, and then I not torture yourself for an entire gallon? Like, why yeah. would you listen to Mike? I Gosh. Don't you realize? It's these extreme mentalities, people. Take in your electrolytes Uh. slowly throughout the day so you stay hydrated. Because we had nothing else in our systems to absorb anything. No carbs telling the body to to push water into the muscles. and and (laughs) It was a shit show. It was a shit show, but it was effective. Yo, that does not sound fun at all. Joy, people. Find the joy. That's not joy. That was the joy of experimentation. <laughs> there is joy. And the in joy that. of looking forward to the day where we got to eat food again. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. I'm I'm glad that we did it because it was like such a wild experience and it's fun to talk you, about. What did you learn about your body in that process, Chrissy? Um, I learned that my body likes food. <laughs> like for real. Like I would really? wake up. That's such a sh- wow. I would wake up, haven't eaten in days, and the first thing that like I would wake up nauseous and I would vomit stomach acid. Yeah. She was a fucking champ. <laughs> was a she was Why would you keep champ. going then? Because fuck it. We were, that's what we were doing. We were doing it. 
We were taking our bodies we to the extreme. Would you have been able to do that on your own? Do you think you were only able to do that no. because you were doing it with Not only else? did I do it because Aaron did it with us and Mike did it with us, but my cousin actually happened to be in town visiting. That's right. And I was like, hey, we're doing this crazy shit while you're in town. You're doing it with us. And she was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she was a champ. She did it. So she also... Thank God for her because, like, me and her walked around. Though Aaron would like walk on a treadmill, he was like not going to be outside walking around. <laughs> he did like very minimal outside walking. He yeah. just doesn't like to be outside with he that. He just or doesn't what? really like walking. <laughs> <laughs> I always said we said like last episode we talked about like find the thing that makes you want to move. And yeah. for Aaron, it was golf. I told him he could play more golf, but he has to walk. He has to have a little rolly bag and he has to walk it. And he does it because yeah. he loves golf. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. like, yeah. I mean, that is cool. I mean, you do have to find the things that the motivate things that works you. For you. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed. On a side note, we keep running on tangents at this point. This is our literal entire podcast. It has been tangent, tangent so podcast. Can, we wanted yeah. to talk about the gym, and we kind of got sidetracked. That's what we do, people. We we get sidetracked. <laughs> um, my knee started to feel better again because I started gigging more again, and I'm pulling backwards again. So mm-hmm. the sled thing is such a. I mean. I, I'm pulling my gear and yep. walking backwards while doing it on purpose for like longer stretches. And it definitely. That's so interesting. What is it about moving your knee backwards that. It's the knee over toe thing that starts uh, to build up uh, connective tissue and strengthen the knee joint. Fascinating. Do you build up. So I have a question. This is also random and weird. When I'm driving, so that knee that bothers me. If I have my heel to the inside with my toe hanging to the outside of my body, that hurts my knee eventually that I have to put my heel to the outside and have my toe either straight or leaning in to not hurt my so that my knee doesn't hurt when I'm driving. Right. Like so if I'm you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I like if I have you. it mm-hmm. later or if I set it like on cruise control and it, my legs just sitting there, eventually with the toe hanging to the outside of my body. Is it because the turn is coming from the knee and not from the upper part of your... What is this, Michael? What is this? Quads. Yeah, but what is this bone? Femur. Femur, sorry. The femur. Yeah, is it is it not turning from up here? From I don't know. From the hip socket? That could but it's only on thing. this leg. And it's only you, on my one leg. If you think about it, if you're just letting it hang to the outside, it's essentially at the stretch barrier right there, and it's just staying there unsupported by anything but your connective tissue. So it's fully relaxed on the other side. So that's just been supporting that for a long time in one in like just one position so is the is is there a sign that i probably have some sort of connective tissue damage no no i think it's that's literally just positioning there everything you do in the gym is balancing you out you would you would be having other issues if your musculature was not balanced right now on your strength training journey. Yeah, you might get the same pain in the other knee if you ever drove with that. You know what I mean? You're driving with the same foot every single time. It's just because it's resting on the connective (laughs) tissue. That's almost like staying hunched over or squatted down for two or three minutes. Then you get up and you get all light. Yo, I steam cleaned my entire kitchen floor, every single tile. Oh, my lower back. That was awful. <laughs> we recovered. Yeah, so you're, it, he, that makes sense, that you're, you're kind of straining that for just an extended period of time. Yeah. It almost makes me want to like, make you like pretend you're driving with the other foot and just like leave your leg out that way. Ready? And, like, see Go. What, We're timing. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> just leave it, chill it out on the side. Yeah, I don't know. Because it's only this right leg that I have that knee problem with. Hmm. So I don't know. Maybe it's just because I drive a you lot. You do drive I mean, a lot, dude. And it, and it is from all the driving, too. Try to, try to straighten your foot when you drive, man. Try to I be do, more but I don't think that. it's... I, I do eventually. Yeah. But when I first it's, get in the car, I'm doing other things. You're not enough of a habit to really yeah. offset just, it. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the things, like, you know, uh, standing with your feet forward rather than, like, you know, out, I think is 
something, I don't know. Sometimes I go back and forth on that, but like that is something that my PT told me to do that I should really have my feet oh, straight, yeah. you know? And so like now I'm just like, very conscious about it. I'm like constantly trying to adjust that. So like just be on yourself and like the more that you try to consciously do it, the, the Those more Those things will eventually, become, eventually a become a habit. I, I had a slight <laughs> outshift in my natural stance and you, you can legitimately fix that yeah, just by, by focusing, walking forward. Like your knees should be leading forward, toes should be following, and that starts to, to rebuild your gait to, to how your body should be operating. I think what I struggle with and the reason that that's such a big struggle for me too is this whole right side gets all messed up because when I play gigs, I'm literally just standing on my left leg because I have to use my right foot to touch pedals and stuff. Right. So I'm constantly touching pedals. So I, I can't like... <laughs> It's funny because I went to the chiropractor the one time and the guy, it was a new guy filling in at, at the one chiropractor I went to. And I said that, hey, I'm usually on the one leg because uh, like I'm a musician. So the side's always out. Like, and so like th- that's what you probably have to adjust towards. And so he was doing the adjustment. He goes, this is an old, this older guy. And he was like, so uh, what do you think? about trying and he's like here look like this and he stands up and he show and he walk and he just like stands there and he's like with your weight even on both feet <laughs> that and would i was be like cool, man, that's a great idea except how do i touch foot pedals that way with because i mind. just told you i have to be on one leg to hit the pedals and he was like oh yeah i guess that wouldn't work then huh i was like good thinking man i, I wish would, i would have thought i it. would just work the opposite side in the gym you could essentially stand on your opposite leg. Yeah, and pretend add, you're pressing foot pedals. Oh. And, <laughs> and add dumbbells and things like that to kind of progress the strength from what it's been lacking from the other side. And yeah, it is oh, very annoying a because idea. a lot of the things that you do are very, like, you one-sided. Mm-hmm. The driving is a very one-sided thing. Mm-hmm. The guitar is very one-sided on the other shoulder. You know, the press and the pedals so is very one-sided. This, it, but they're all leaning the same, same way, way that's causing that. So, Because I, I find myself, when I stand sometimes, I can tell when it's getting bad. Because my right leg goes out, but yeah. not the left leg. My uh-huh. left leg's straight, but my right leg starts to go out. And I'll just stand there, and that's what my feet look like. Like, one's up and one's kind of cocked Yeah, so out. definitely definitely try to now. Every time you're doing anything where you're standing anywhere, look down at your feet and correct your foot position. And just try to do that over and over and over. I've been doing the same thing. And yeah. then, like, eventually it's going to become more and more and more natural. And it'll help build the correct posture the whole way up yep. for the hips and everything. It's the same thing that we talk. I, I say this all the time. It's... Uncon or conscious decisions lead to unconscious choices. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. do that. I try. It to is annoying to have to like try too. to consciously think about. I do it all the time. I'm constantly thinking about like where is my shitty shoulder? Is it where it should be? Kind of a deal. But like the more you do it, the the easier it becomes. So what I had to do with breathing when it's from singing because and it's oh. the same thing. I mean, it was funny when we first started this process working out. Mike's like, "So do you know how to breathe from your from your diaphragm?" And we were like. <laughs> Yep, got that one down. (laughs) Got that. I know how to do that. But I've noticed that, like, so it becomes much more subconscious the more you do it. But when you get fatigued, it's so much harder to breathe from your diaphragm. Like, you just, especially when you're singing and you just lose that. I have been able to do it much more now, being in better shape, that I'm not getting as fatigued that I've noticed the difference in my voice overall. Nice. That I have have had more stamina vocally because of just being in better shape. Also, I'm still, I'm like a year out removed from my, my voice injury that I had. But so the combination of those two things is I've really noticed a difference this season so far. So, but 
you know, that's my own personal whatever. <laughs> but guys, we love you. We appreciate you so much. I feel like that's a good cap to put on the end of this. Try your pull-ups in different ways. Move those arms around. Hand positions <laughs> matter. <laughs> Surprise. I'm learning new shit every day. <laughs> it's amazing to me how much I, I I think one of my favorite things about doing this podcast with you guys is just how much crap comes up randomly. Yeah. Right. Like we always discuss what we're gonna talk about on the pod prior to being on the pod. It's and never how it ends up though. Nope. But it's never mm-hmm. like so rarely. There's occasionally we stay on track, but it's like super rare. Because we just have so much information that I don't even realize I don't realize. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> And so as we get into things, I'm like, ooh, that. What are we talking about? Wait, how does how does that work? How did that happen? So, But that's good because I think that a lot of people started in your same shoes and are probably going to have the same thought processes, you know? Yeah. Same questions. I, I would assume. I mean, I'm not anything different than anybody else. Like, everybody else can do everything that I have. And I'm sure they get the spots the same way that I did. I'm like, wait. How does that work? Yeah. Wait, what is that? Like the things that I recognize, I was just talking, we were talking about uh, that cookie, like the calorie thing. Realizing how many calories are are in different foods was such a mind-blowing thing when we started that now it's easier to make choices because I'm like, screw that. I'm not eating that. That's not worth it. Where I never had that thought before that it's not worth it. Right. That now I'm like, I'd rather eat two of these than one of those. Yep. And I can eat two of these and still have less calories in my system than that. So (laughs) screw you, stupid thing that I don't want to eat, but I do want to eat, but I'm not going to (laughs) eat. You tell them, Victor. (laughs) That was oddly specific. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about that cheesecake, stupid cheesecake. (laughs) So... Guys, we love you. We appreciate you. Please send any questions to our Facebook page or our Instagram or uh, to our personal pages. Slide into Mike's DMs. It's cool. That's yeah. Right. Body by the bear. I will answer. We need to get you to have like, you need a good growl sign off, I think. Because body by the bear. And then if you growl. He's going to be like, growl. <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll work on it. <laughs> that wasn't ferocious? <laughs> I don't know if it needs to be ferocious, but it doesn't. It does, Michael. It does. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. I thought you were going to roar again. Roar. <laughs> <laughs>